Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Very special Christmas episode. We're going to be talking about the origins of Christmas and ghost stories. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, this week is is Saturnalia. 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 It's like Saturn, like the planet, and then Nalia. That's too it's much. Literally a celebration of Saturn. That's too extra. <laughs> That's too extra. So. As winter comes, so does this holiday season, bringing with one of the most important holidays of the year, Christmas. December 25th. Ooh. Ooh. So, this holiday was derived from a Rogan... Rogan. Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> it was derived from Joe Rogan. Um, he is the he is Father Christmas, if you didn't know. We'll tag the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some um, let's do some promo swaps. Come on, uh-huh. Joe Rogan. I feel like uh-huh. we have very different, um, very different uh, audience bases. But you know what? Oh no! <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so it derived from Ro- Roman pagan festival Saturnalia. It was first introduced as a week of lawless celebrations that occurred between. The 17th of December to the 25th. There. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not the celebrations. <laughs> During this period, all crimes were unpunishable. This was so, like the OG purge. So I was going to say purge? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's going on here? Literally. Okay. The law stated no person can be punished for damaging property or injuring another being. This week-long festival was sometimes referred as the expulsion of evils. Again, literally, it was the original purge. Why? So, basically, like, keep reading. Okay. For this episode, I'm the one that did the research, so I already know. So, this is you finding out firsthand. Oh, no. I don't think (laughs) I like this role swap. (laughs) Role swap. (laughs) I only so. care about a few things. And holidays, one of them. <laughs> note taken. Just wait till Valentine's Day. Literally, note taken. <gasps> note taken? <gasps> I took the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So the festival became a way for the social order became a little inter... Okay, in- okay. Just because my writing isn't that good doesn't mean you have to make fun of me. Listen, I spent such hard time. I, I, I spent time and energy on this. And now you're like, God, how, she doesn't even know how to write. I'm sorry. My writing's not as good either. So no, it's fine. <laughs> so the festival became a way for the social order beca- to become a little introverted 
to where the lowest of servants could mock their masters without fearing the punishment. The festivals of drunks and jolty was associated with which Sedna? 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 Edna? Edna the witch. Sedna the witch. Edna from Incredibles? Mm, there Yikes. you go. There you go. Yikes. And other evil spirits being cast away by enchanters with the help of a harpoon. A harpoon. Harpoon. Literally a harpoon. Like, literally, they'd be like, mm, what is that? Up. Like, you know what they, okay, have you ever read Moby Dick? No. Oh, my, you've never read Moby Dick? No. How? Like, it was literally, like, in school. We had to read it, like, 80,000 times. Anyway, I'm, a harpoon is what they use on ships to, like, catch whales and, like, big fish. They, like, oh. harpoon them. Is that that net? No, no, no. It's, like, a giant stick with, like, a pointy arrow bit on the end. That's stupid. Here, I'm going to show you a harpoon. Oh, no. It's time for Googling with Debbie on the Poltergals. So, while she's Googling that, these popular events included in this festival were foot races and sitting around drinking wine. But it's, like, giant. It's, like, an arrow, but, like, huge. Like, look how big that is. I thought that was... Oh, never mind. It's, like, how they catch whales. It's, like, a giant... It's, like, a gun for arrows. Yeah, exactly. Solid. Solid. (laughs) A little scary, but okay. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Though this festival began with the Roman authorities choosing an enemy to the Roman people, entitling them Lord Lord of of Misrule, yikes, forced upon this victim was a week of unholy indulgence, including food and other physical pleasures. So, like, literally they would force him to eat and, like, be with women and uh, do bad things and break the law. And, I mean, obviously he's probably a willing victim um, for most of it. But, yeah, they would literally, like, stuff him full of food. Yikes. No they would, thanks. like, make him eat until he would, like, throw up and then make Ew. him eat again. Ew. Yeah, but it was, like, considered, like, a like an honor. I don't see that, but Okay. <laughs> okay. Though the week-long celebration of fun would seize as the end of the festival wrapped up with the public execution of the Lord Misrule. There you go. Then the end of the week, they murder him. So he, they stuffed him with food and all that and then killed him? Yep. So they let him do whatever he wanted for a week and made him indulge in everything, like I said. And then they would just murder him at the end. It was like, again, it was a purge. So it was like a representation of all bad things and like... You know, overindulgence and, like, gluttony and greed. And then at the end, murder. That doesn't make any sense. Listen, these were Romans. Do you think they made any sense? Have you heard Roman stories? You're right. You're right. (laughs) The Roman authorities believe they were purging and destroying all the forces of darkness by brutally murdering this poor woman or man. There you go. Okay. That's the origins of Christmas. Okay. As for Christian beliefs, around middle medieval times, the shift began into a new tradition of a medieval 12-day Christmas, ending on January 5th. Every day represented something important to the Christian faith. The triadic celebration of Christ's baptism as the Son of God, the journey of the Magi, 
prophesying Christ's kingship and the miracle of the wedding of Canna? Cannabis. <laughs> no. Canna? 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 Something. These are all like Hebrew names and medieval time names. I have I no idea. I don't like this. I'm sure our listeners know I struggle with English. So <laughs> add a different language to that. Well, good luck. Which demonstrated his miraculous powers and mystically symbolized Christ's wedding to the church. However, most commonly, Christmas is associated with the birth of Jesus, with the birth of Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ. A determined... Scythian? Scythian? Yeah. Well, I was not going to say that at all. <laughs> Scythian monk. Dionysus. Dionysus. Exegus? Exegus? Those are... Dionysus. Dionysius. Exegus. Those are big words. Well, Dionysius is the god of wine and pleasure. Like in, you know, Greek mythology. Greek mythology, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that one. But, made, but anyway, this monk. <laughs> so this monk made a calculation as to find Jesus' birth year. He made all of his calculations put, putting his birth around 754 AUC. Or after the founding of Rome. Both ideas of origins of this holiday bring forth the idea of purifying the world of darkness. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. So how do you feel about Saturnalia? Do you want to bring it back? No, I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. You don't want to have mini purge? No, thanks. Why not? Haven't you seen the movies? They've made like three of them now. It has to be like some. I don't, I don't like the Purge movies. You don't? No, I've watched them. You know, I've, I've never actually watched them. So. I have watched them. <laughs> really? But yes. So I will say that. I mm-hmm. just don't like them. Th- I don't see the pleasure of watching that. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And so you don't need think we need to rid the world of darkness at the end of the year? No, nah, I think we're good. I think we good. I think we good, bro. Okay. We're gonna come back anyway, so why bother? Now that we know about the history of Christmas, I'm gonna talk about um sort of like the origins of like ghost stories around Christmas. Um and just ghost stories on Christmas. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. In the depths of winter, pagan traditions included a belief in ghostly processions across the sky that was known as the Wild Hunt. So recounting tales of heroism and monstrous and supernatural beings during the midwinter actually became a tradition. Dark tales were deployed to entertain, um, especially on the dark nights as it started getting darker earlier. So a lot of people like to associate, you know, ghost stories with Halloween But in fact, traditionally, um, especially with pagan traditions, going back to Saturnalia, um, it was Christmas. So people would tell ghost stories around the Christmas time. What? Mm Mm-hmm. So we were wrong about this this whole time? Basically. So ghosts have been associated with winter and the cold since ancient times. Um, According to the art historian Susan Owens, author of The Ghost, A Cultural History, An Ode to Beowulf, is one of the oldest surviving ghost stories, probably composed in the early 8th century. And you know what Beowulf is, right? If you say you don't know what Beowulf is, I'm calling the police right now. 
Well, no, I'm kidding. I, I, I know it. Okay, give me, tell me two facts about Beowulf. I had to read it in high school and I had to read it in college. That's all I got. <laughs> well, there's men in kilts. Um, and it's like early. Is this the one with the giant like monster in the cave? No. Oh. This is like. Uh... Wow. <laughs> wow. Beowulf is like the one where he's like fighting for his country and like. I know I've read it. Okay. But. My facts are clearly not very factual. You know what? It's all right. Um, Google Beowulf, and you'll you'll be like, oh, that's what it is. Uh, but anyway, the Ode of Beowulf is one of the oldest surviving ghost stories, possibly composed in the 8th century. Um, then in 1611, Shakespeare wrote The Winter's Tale, which also includes the line, A sad tale's best for winter. I have one of spirits and goblins. Oh. So literally, like, are you crying again? Yeah. Allison. It's so beautiful. I'm sorry. I didn't know my poetry. It's actually Shakespeare. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know Shakespeare poetry was just so touching to you. <laughs> but anyway, so as you can see, like historically ghost stories are tied in with the winter traditions. Um, and then two centuries later, the teenage Mary Shelley. I do know her. Author of Frankenstein, um, one of the most influential horror story writers in the world, actually writes Frankenstein, which is based in a snowy wasteland. Um, although she wrote it during in a wet s- summer in Switzerland, it was based in winter. And again, she did that because, you know, stories of monsters and beings and everything is most commonly in the winter. Why? Why mm-hmm. is that, though? But I guess it makes sense. It makes sense because it's spooky outside. It's like 4 p.m. and I'm driving home and it's getting dark. And then I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, is there, like, what? Like, I can't even go outside and enjoy myself anymore? Us. I know. Isn't it crazy? And yet, here we are, middle of Texas. And just two days ago, it was like 60 degrees. Hey, it froze the last two days. It dropped down to the 20s and I was like, oh my God. But literally the day like before 80. that, it's like 80s. I think right now on Christmas, uh, we are destined to have 75 degree weather. So how does that make you feel? Welcome to Texas. Welcome to Texas. Also, climate change. <laughs> <laughs> the Victorians invented many familiar British Christmas traditions, including the Christmas tree, cards, crackers, and the roast turkey. So that actually all appeared during the Victorian era. Oh. They also customized the winter ghost story, relating it specifically to the festive season. The idea of something dreadful lurking beyond the light and laughter inspired some of the most chilling tales of this period. So I have the Victorians to blame. Yeah. As far as Christmas trees. Yeah. So it was literally like, so uh, so Christmas trees um, actually came from a Druid tradition of worshiping trees. And so, therefore, they would bring them into their homes um, to help. They thought, like, the cedar and the pine would, like, keep the spirits away. And so it was literally a way to bring it into your home and keep the spirits out of your home. Yeah, I'll keep the spirits. Mm-hmm. I really will. Mm-hmm. You just um, want to keep them? <laughs> yeah, I'll keep them. I am uh, deathly allergic to pine trees. Really? Oh, so okay. So I'll, ke- I'll keep the spirits. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, one of the most famous ghost stories is a Christmas story. Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. I actually went and saw it this weekend. It was absolutely amazing. I went and saw the Wild Imaginings adaptation of A Christmas Carol. 
It was so good. Was it? It was amazing. It was like this modern take where they had like the ghosts interchanging and like they were like units. So there was like four ghosts, four people for each ghost. And they all spoke in like unison and then like spoke like one word at a time. It was really cool. That's pretty cool. Um, And so, of course, that's the most famous Christmas story is literally a Christmas carol. And guess what it's about? Ghosts. Um, This was first published in 1843. Um, during that Victorian period, and it's a story about a man tormented by a series of ghosts the night before Christmas, um, and, you know, it was, it's, a, like, one of the classics, like, everybody knows what a Christmas carol is. There's literally yeah. a Mickey Mouse rendition of a Christmas carol. I do like Jim Carrey's, that one. Have I seen that one? You know, I, like, it's, love Jim Carrey so much. I have a love-hate relationship for that one, but it's the... It's an animated one mm-hmm. with him. Oh, I, I have no, a love. I think you do know yeah, about. I, I have a love hate relationship for that <laughs> movie because movie it's like girl. I love it, but then I hate it because it's so overtold mm-hmm. that it's it's just annoying. That's true. I mean, I feel like, but again, it's like a classic. Like it's literally from eighteen forty three, so true. it's become a touchstone of you yeah. know, like the holiday season. Um, this actually, you know, again, it belonged to a once rich, now forgotten tradition of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Um, Dickens' supernatural Yuletide terror was no outlier, since for much of the 19th century, um, the holiday indisputably was associated with ghosts and specters. Oh, does he have anything to do with the Yuletide lads? No, nothing to do with the Yuletide lads, sadly. Sad. Um, wipe my tears off. But Dickens also dabbled with moralistic Christmas goblins and other ghosts um, and some of his other tales. So oh. he actually has some other stories that basically are kind of the same thing. You know, Christmas goblins, ghosts, monsters, etc. So there's The Chimes, The Haunted Man, and The Ghost's Bargain. These are three other stories that are by Dickens. Oh. Um, and at least there's one other story featuring an interdimensional angel who <laughs> slipped a man into a parallel 1946 world to show him a world where he doesn't exist uh, and showing that he would have a wonderful life. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Okay. Tra- okay, Charles Dickens was probably on some, like, LSD or <laughs> something. He had to have been because... No, thanks. You don't want to read the story about an interdimensional angel that time travels? Wait, isn't that just Doctor Who? I think so, and that just sounds straight (laughs) demonic. That's just straight demonic, man. That is true. Um, And then, based in folklore and supernatural, um, it was a tradition that the Puritans frowned upon, so that's why it never gained much traction in America. So think about this. This is very Eurocentric. So think about Rome, think about the positioning, think about the Victorian era and the boom and, um, you know, the European region. And then think about as they came to America in the early 1600s and 1700s, the Puritans um, were, of course, escaping um, for religious persecution. And they were like, "Mm, we don't believe in this because it's against the Bible. Isn't it funny how a lot of that stuff just dies once it gets here? It, I know, it is crazy. I mean, it's, it still happens, like, to this day. A lot of those, like, beliefs when people travel here, they pretty much just die by the it's time true. they get here. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And, like, the thing is, like, with the Eurocentricism of Christmas, um, like, it's such a confined area. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about how big the United States is versus how big Europe is, like, that's the thing. Like, 
again, Christmas trees are a Druid tradition, which, you know, is partially coming from, like, the Germanic areas mm-hmm. and, like, the, you know, what's now Scandinavia or whatever, right? And, like, Scandinavia is where the Yuletide lads are from, but, like, they're so close in geographical area. Like, those stories can a spread of, so fast. Yeah, a lot of them ended up crossing borders, mm-hmm. whereas here it's, like... Whereas here, like, literally, we just had the Puritans, so, like... Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had the early settlers, which, again, had that only second belief of, like, you know, it's just Jesus Christ. That's true. So, very interesting. Um, And then Washington Irving helped resurrect the number of forgotten Christmas traditions in the beginning of the early 19th century. Um, But, of course, it was Dickens who popularized the notion of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Um, Gather around the fire, children. We'll tell some ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Very Victorian. I bet you that they were terrified of being bad little kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it was all about, again, like, the darkness, being a good little boy and girl. And, like, that's what we see now. We tell our kids, Mm. be good or else, you know. Yeah. Um, And then even as late as 1915, um, excuse me, Christmas annuals of magazines were still dominated by ghost stories. Christmas annuals of magazines were still dominated by ghost stories, so all the way up until 1915. Um, so it really has been, like, this weird shift from, like, Christmas to Halloween for when all the ghosties come out. Um, so in the last hundred years, we yeah, don't really. go and mess that Literally up. Literally in the last hundred years. Um, and then the ghost story tradition has even made its way into modern times, um, preserving its place, it, place in classic Christmas lyrics like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, that actually talks about telling scary ghost stories. Add a clip of song here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And yeah, Um, so that's that. And then I'm going to end it off with a quote. As Dickens wrote, the ghosts of Christmas are really the past, present, and future, swirling around us in the dead of the year. They're a reminder that we're all haunted all the time by good ghosts and bad, and they all have something to tell us. Oh, and that's all. Now you guys know a little bit more about Christmas and about ghost stories telling around Christmas. Okay, that was actually really interesting. Yeah, I'm glad. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Also, we have a Patreon supporter. We need a shout-out. And we're shouting out Megan Megan Lee. Lee. Thank you so much for becoming our first baby ghost on our Patreon supporters. And, of course, if you guys have not joined our Patreon yet, make sure to hit it. Our link will be in our bio. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Poltergals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.